Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian, joined by my co-host, Paul. And we'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Today on the pod, we'd like to talk to you about how we spend our time and how that changes over the course of a relationship and being parents, you know, work responsibilities, all those types of things. And uh, how I'm really feeling about right now is uh, how I'm actually okay with how this has changed a little bit. Yeah, and before we get all the way into it, we just want to encourage you to lean into community. Um, You can hit us up on any of our socials, Facebook, um, Instagram, YouTube, uh, searching Marriage is Tougher. You can also go to our website, marriageistougher.com. And if you'd like to be a guest, you can fill out a form at the bottom. We'll hear what you want to do, what topic you'd like to say. Tell us a little about yourself. We'll reach out and get you going, and we'll have you on the pod. Also, if you have any other feedback, um, anything you like or dislike about the episode, just leave us a comment there. Or again, you can hit us up uh, in our DMs on IG. All right, so let's get into this episode. Yeah. So I know that you've for sure experienced this, and... uh it's rather new to me, but man, when the kids get into their athletics and, you know, school responsibilities and things of that nature, that is a huge time drain or time suck, I'll say. Right. And I feel like I have been in this area where, well, previously I've been in this area where, uh, I've, I was just trying to find out how can I get time to go golfing? How can I get time to, you know, spend with friends? You know, how can I do these specific things that I want to do? And now I'm in an area where I'm mostly concerned just about getting the kids to where they need to be, making sure they're okay, taken care of, and, you know, making sure that they're thriving. I've been thinking about this a little bit over the past week, and it's just weird. What, what are your thoughts on this? I think my thoughts are it just morphs into that, right? (laughs) Like you start, you know, the kids are young um, or they're not into activities for whatever reason. And then all of a sudden you start Then you start with one and it generally leads to another. And then if it's sports, it's like by season. If it's another activity, it's by like that schedule. Like, is it six months, a school year, whatever, if it's dance or instruments or something you're like okay one of these concerts one of these things so we have all these practices up to the big thing right um and then you realize it's important for the kids to have those experiences and so it's like how can i one diversify them you know how can i find something that they like that they'll be interested in to put their effort in and help them grow and then it's like, wait a minute, my life is getting my kids to things. <laughs> but if you catch it early like you have, then you can really reset and realize, how do I feel about it? And then how do I, I think you're at that, that's a good spot. Like, how does it affect me? But then that next step is, how does it affect our marriage? And how do we still 
create time where it's just us, where we can still build on all of our intimacy levels, like our emotional, our recreational, like, can we still do things together? Um, and then that leads to everything else that allows you to feel connected. So it's just uh, once you start, it's basically over and it can snowball. Um, and that's why you have people, once their kids are gone, end up getting divorced because they don't know who this person is because they just spent mm-hmm. 18 to 30 years of using being a activity parent or an activity partner. Um, and now you're back, you're 45, 50 years old, so you're totally different from when you got married in your 20s and 30s, but you now have to say, who am I? And then you have to say, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I think why this came up so prevalently last week is for a couple different reasons. One, our calendar app isn't working appropriately okay so we have a shared calendar through our iphones right um but for whatever reason i think about a month ago while we update the uh, calendar we can only see our own updates so we're trying to fix that and then things started colliding on us so like our life got real hectic there for a minute and you know we're getting frustrated with each other thinking like we can still see each other's you know events that we've added and we're like why is this happening right like i had uh, or i have an upcoming golf tournament and it's on the same day that my daughter has a cheerleading competition and there were some i'll call them miscommunications about timing and whatnot um and so now we have both of these events on one day which are both still going to happen but you know if I knew that was going to be the case, I might not have committed to this tournament, right? But it's like already paid for and all that. So now it's going to be a thing. And then the other thing that is making me uh, really reflect on this is, so it's you know officially football season. Um, I'm in a couple different fantasy football leagues. My, uh, my daughter had cheer for a game on this previous Sunday. And so we're there. Um, they have this, you know, the organization that runs the, you know, our city's team has the parents donate their time at the the snack stand. Right. And they want you to put in two shifts. And what that looks like is a shift is a game long. Mm-hmm. Right. So my wife thought, well, she'll just knock out two shifts back to back, get it over with. We don't have to think about it for the rest of the season. I'm like, great idea. Uh, my fantasy draft just happened to be on that day and she gets maybe three quarters of the way through her first shift and she's like I don't feel well I need you to come up here and fill in for me and then my fantasy draft was starting in like 15 minutes (laughs) no exactly and so this funny feeling came across me like initially I'm like oh that's really inconvenient and then I thought to myself, but it's only inconvenient. Like I can still do what I got to do. I have my phone. Like it's 2023, right? I just put it up somewhere and I <laughs> right. can still draft <laughs> while I'm frying foods, <laughs> which is what I did. And it actually turned into a really great experience. Um, the guy who I was standing next to, um, 
was actually very much into fantasy football. He's like, oh yeah, I'm in like seven leagues. <laughs> so we started talking about that. His shift was actually supposed to end when I went in there, but because he saw and we talked about what was going on, he was like, oh, I'll, I'll carry most of the weight. I'll stay on an extra shift just so you can get your draft in. I was like, you don't have to do that. He's like, no, I want to. He's like, I'll help you out. So we had a really solid conversation for like a solid hour and a half because that game went into overtime. And, uh, you know, behind that, it was kind of like, man, this was inconvenient, right? And there's all these things that we need to fix with the calendar, but it's more or less just, uh, you know, having more conversations about what's going on until we get that fixed. But, you know, I, I didn't mind it, right? I didn't mind sacrificing the little bit that I had to. Um, I don't mind sacrificing you know, being able to spend time with friends or go golfing or, you know, doing some of the work things that I would like to do for the kids. You know, um, I don't mind sacrificing for my wife, right? Like I, I'm actually actively thinking, how can I get her to have more her time, right? Some, uh, I don't want to call it me time, <laughs> but, right. um, I don't know. So like, is this something that goes through your head regularly or? Yeah. I mean, it goes through my head all the time. <clears throat> Specifically if I'm taking my daughter somewhere <laughs> <laughs> or like setting it up, you know, cause calendaring is a whole thing. And we are very uh, adamant. If you don't calendar with your wife, please get on the shared calendar. It will make everything so much easier. Um, until it stops working yeah so, <laughs> well I, i'll say just that story just make sure both people have the ability to see because my wife had turned mine off because she has so many like work calendar things that she does that she's a contractor so what i used to do was just invite her to all the things that i added but then she was like, oh, no, the calendar's on. Just put it on there. So then I stopped inviting her. She's like, I don't see anything. Like, how do we, how are we doing this? I was like, all right, well, let me ask. She's like, oh, I have her calendar turned off like that. So you just have to make sure you communicate through it. But all that to say, I, I mean, it does run through my head a lot. And it's the, everything's an opportunity cost, right? You're missing out something to do something else. Like we talked about a couple episodes ago about like your container. You only have so much time. If a time is mm -hmm. container... You can only put so much in, so you have to take something out. You have to remove something to do something else. So I think it's just getting to the mindset that it's okay that you don't get to do, or we don't get to do everything we want to do all the time. Uh, but also knowing that as choosing to be a parent, choosing <laughs> from the beginning, choosing to have sex, keep the baby, grow this baby, be a important figure in this child's life. Like that is what we sign up for. And we don't always realize that we're signing up for that from the beginning. Um, so, but once you do, like that's it. So know that to be a man is to sacrifice and not in like a, oh, I give up so much stuff. I'm amazing. But just know that like there's just going to be choices and we're not going to be able to do everything we want to do um to take care of and i think that's about a part of the providing that we don't always talk about like and the safety part like there's a, a safety in providing a space for 
everyone else in your family to flourish and know that it's okay and not feel bad about it or feel demonized for having activities or wanting to do, like you said, your wife having more me time. Um, especially can't make your kids feel guilty for taking them to things. Um, now there is a balance between letting them know like this costs time so that they'll understand that as they grow, like you're not going to be able to do everything because you only have a certain amount of time. So if you choose this, you can't do this. So I'm choosing to take you here. You're going to be respectful and kind and the person that you're supposed to be while you're at this place. <laughs> so, right, right. Um, but not saying, oh man, I gave up all this stuff so I can take you to this game. Like that's not it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is on my mind all the time. Um, now it's more of a fleeting thing and, or it's more of like when I have to make a choice of something that I really want to do, then it's like, (laughs) but it's worth being said as well. Like I am fulfilled by this, right? Running the kids here and there, seeing them grow and thrive in their respective activities, right? It, it, so it is like a sense of pride, um, but I think part of it as well is just knowing that I have the capability to do that, right? And, and I have the resources to allow them to pick something and go all all in on it. And those resources, like you said, not only being money, but the time, right? Because I could be in a place where I just had to work two, three jobs and would not have the time to even just be there to support them, right? Because it means something to them to be able to see you in the stands or, you know, know that you're going to show up and not have to ask, hey, are you going to come to my game today, right? Um, and, and, you know, I feel, I feel for the parents where that's the case, right? Because knowing where I am now, I know that's not what any parent wants the situation to be, right? So <clears throat> I guess that is the point I'm trying to get across is that feeling that I had of like, oh, I'm, I'm okay with this. Like, no, I'm actually fulfilled by this. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, and if you sit down as a dad, you know, as a husband, and really sit it and think about it, because sometimes we just don't take enough time to really consider things. But if you take the time to sit and realize, I think we all get fulfilled by that. That's one of those uh, natural things that happen so that we mm-hmm. can be the best husband and best dad that we can. You know, kind of like those that innate thing that happens to moms so that they can live through raising young children. <laughs> like, how do you have capacity? <laughs> but it's just one of those things. Like, okay, it's this God-given um, ability to feel pride and to want your offspring to be in things and do well. Um, but I think it's also one of those things that gives us patience to teach our kids as well. Um, so if you have the ability to, you know, help them out in whatever sport there is, I'll tell you the toughest part for me, or one of the toughest aspects when I couldn't do that with gymnastics 
because like I know nothing about gymnastics and my daughter was really good. So I really literally had to just depend on the coaches and like try to parrot the things that they said. <laughs> but like I right, know nothing. Right. It all looks the same every time unless you fall. <laughs> so, <laughs> um but yeah, so that's that's really good. It, it's it's just a mindset shift. And I think coming into it, if you can embrace that this is what I'm doing and this is for my kids and I want the best for them and this is a part of them that uh, builds character and grows when they're in these activities, uh, it's definitely a, that if you go into it that way, it, it can be an amazing experience. Yeah. All right. Now, as we have about, you know, eight minutes left or so, let's turn this 180. How do we have the discussion with our children when we can't be there? Right? Because I, I feel like that's, especially in my scenario, going to be almost inevitable. Um, three children, similar ages, and as they get into these activities, like they're going to be happening at the same time at some point. Right. Is that something you've experienced? Uh, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's um, it's explaining what what commitment and what your word means, right? Mm -hmm. So it's you're when you're telling them they can't be there, it's because you value them having the knowledge, but it's also you value that you have a commitment with whatever else is conflicting. So whether that's, mm -hmm. you know, me and mommy swap. So I, I have to go to your brother's game this time. So I can't be at your, your thing. Right. Or, right. um, you know, part of, part of my job is I have to do this. So, you know, for this time, like, just remember all, you know, I will be at the next one and I've come to all the other ones, like reminding them, giving them the history and the receipts of you being there. Um, that helps. And it helps as they get older too. But I'll say the two things that help the most is one, having the conversation um, at all. And two, um, man, my mind just went blank. Because two is more important than one. <laughs> Um, no, um, yes, making sure you have the conversation and just explaining what, what's happening, um, because they'll understand that as they get older, that there will be trade-offs and things. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Number two is being there when you can, because when okay. they have the expectation that you're going to be there, um, and they know what that is, they'll see, they'll realize the one-off for what it is, right? So that mm -hmm. it's not a regular thing. I'm just not, it's not that I'm not coming to your events. It's because there's another thing that's, um, that has value that I need to be at. Um, mm -hmm. And once they see that, I mean, because I, I always think like, man, am I going to scar her to life? Is she going to be in therapy saying that he never came to my game? We're just using that example. Um, but when, because a lot of times as they get older, and I know that because I have an older one, right? They they understand what the sacrifice was to get to the, their games or their events. 
So the, you, it, it will give, it will help you set them up as humans as they get older, even when you can't be there because they'll understand why, especially if you explain it. So I hope that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it does. And I think I might need to also just prepare for having those conversations, number one, but number two, also they can still be upset. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, and just take solace in knowing that I'm doing the best that I can to, to be everywhere. Right. right? Um, Cause I don't know. My, my kids are very emotional. They wear their hearts on their sleeves and when they're not happy about something, they tell you about it and we mm-hmm. encourage it, you know? Um, and it's just not always convenient. Right. But life isn't convenient. Um, so I don't know. I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, uh, I think like you said, going to benefit from thinking about it now. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. I mean, I had, this just happened to me this past week. Like we came back from vacation and, um, we, before we got the softball schedule, Crystal and I had agreed to be um, on the worship team for two weeks out of the month. Um, but we didn't know if, because th- we have Thursday rehearsal, um, we didn't know if the games, the game option days were Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So, but we didn't get the schedule. We'd already committed to being on the worship team before we got the schedule for softball, for fall ball. So we'd already made that commitment comes out games are only on Thursdays and Saturdays. So we thought we may have some weeks where it'd be like Tuesday, you know, nothing on Thursday. So whatever. Um, so all it's to say is I wasn't at her game. I wasn't fully at her game this past week. Um, cause I had to be at rehearsal, but I brought her to, you know, the pregame stuff, talked her through son in, and then I had to leave. Um, we had, you know, some people come in and, not some family friends come and bring her up and all that, but she was bummed about it. Um, but at the same time, um, it was a response that we talked about. It. it was a responsibility that we had made and a commitment and we stay true to our word. Um, and, you know, we've come to all your other things and we'll be at all the other things that you have, um, except for in times that we can't. So she understood, obviously she's 10. So it's a little bit easier to say. Um, right. But she's also very used to both of us being at all the things because we're privileged enough to have that ability. Yeah. Um, and I think there's even some school things that I had to miss this year that I usually don't. And she was like, Can we just talk through it. But then she just, you know, she's a kid. So she bounced back. And, you know, as long as one of us is there, she generally is okay. Um, yeah. So I know with three, I don't know how that's going to work, but. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see. Hopefully they'll play on the same yeah. teams or something. <laughs> um, I, you just got me thinking, having a conversation after the fact as well and allowing them to tell you about their experience if you couldn't be there and like just fully engaging in um allowing them to tell you all about it, about what happened. Um, 
and just showing that you are very much interested in what was going on. You know, this, like you said, it was maybe just a one-off, um, but you know, showing that you definitely want to be there is, uh, is probably a very positive experience for them as well. Yeah. Especially if your kids are, uh, more processors in a verbal space so they can, because my daughter is that way. So she'll tell you all about the things. She'll tell you the same story three times, three different days, but you know, you just listen to it and you live it up. So yeah, that's a good point. Have an after the fact conversation and really try to mitigate the distractions. So even if they like, if you're walking in the door and they're like, daddy, let me tell you, but it's like, just give me five minutes. Let me get in the door so I can give you all the attention. So let them know how much time you need before you're ready and why, because you want to give them all the attention and then make sure you give them that attention and that definitely helps. That's good. That's good. All right, man. We're uh, we're up on time. You got anything else that will uh, polish this gem? I think uh, I think we're good. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, we appreciate you guys um, leaning in this with, in this conversation with us. Please, please, if you found any value out of this, please. Um, review rate our show on any of the platforms that you're hearing it on uh, as well as reach out to us on instagram in our dms uh, leave a comment anywhere as well as hit us up on our website marriage is again so you can be a guest or any feedback you have for us so we appreciate you and we will talk to you next time